This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today's episode is on, let's, I'll do the the English introduction. Okay. Today's episode is on the the Japanese pork cutlet called... Tonkatsu. Nice. (laughs) Kyo no episode wa tonkatsu nitsuite desu. So wait, Matthew, I get very confused pronouncing it because I know also that like the ramen, like like rich pork broth is called tonkatsu. Tonkotsu. Okay, so you pronounce it with like a longer O sound. Or like a more rounder O sound. Okay, because that is tonkatsu. Kotsu with an O, and this Kotsu is Tonkatsu with an A. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. And this, we, we've recently come back from Japan. We did it again. We did it again. And this time with our families. I think. I think this might be one of the first of three in a row of Japanese food-related episodes. Mm-hmm. We and are. I, for one, couldn't be more pleased. Yes. Yes. We took our families to Tokyo for Christmas and New Year. Yep. Matthew got the flu. Uh huh. But not till the very end. Like I got it basically like after you guys left. That's true. That's true. Watzel had a had a cold slash flu. Uh huh. Let's see. This here. is our influenza episode. <laughs> I was telling Molly I learned so much about the flu that uh, now I just want to tell everybody, even though it's probably very boring. Yeah, I think we'll talk about tonkatsu instead. Okay, fine. Um. So so. I had tonkatsu, even so. Even though it's available all over the place in the states, right? I mean, yeah. I think even people who don't know the word tonkatsu will recognize this thing we're talking about. Yeah, it's a breaded pork cutlet. Yes, and we it's usually served with rice, shredded cabbage, mm-hmm. and like a special sauce that is like a. It's almost like a savory, less tomatoy ketchup. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sweet and savory sauce. Yeah, to, tonkatsu sauce. Yeah, the first time I ever had it was actually not in the states, which is surprising because it's easy to find here. But the first time I ever had it was when you and I went to Tokyo oh. together. Uh, gosh, a little over two years ago, and we went to this place called Maisen. Oh, this is like memory lane. This is memory lane. This is my memory lane mm-hmm. of tonkatsu. Uh, we went to the Maisen. There, there are multiple Maisen in Tokyo, but we went to the original, which is the Harajuku. Yes. Okay. We went for lunch. It is, it looks quite fancy, I would say, the restaurant does. Yes, the restaurant is in an an old converted bathhouse. 
Oh, is that what it yes. is? Is that why it's laid out like it I is? I think so. It's kind of rambling. Uh, yeah, it's totally. like a, it's like a split level house. Yeah, and there's like there's like private rooms upstairs, and there's mm-hmm. like a big like kind of cafeteria room downstairs that we ate in. Yes. Yeah. So it's a screaming deal at oh, lunch. Yeah? It's nine hundred ninety yen, which, which is, is less like, than ten bucks. Yeah. For lunch. And that is for either we'll talk about the two yeah. different cuts of meat that mm-hmm. it's made from. But either of the two cuts, rice, as much shredded cabbage as you can eat grated daikon. I think there's a miso soup that comes with that. Yep. Pickles. Oh my gosh. It's it. it, it uh, I love it so much. <laughs> yes. I'm at a loss for words, but hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back on this visit. This time I took my mom and Ash and June. And this time we were seated in one of the upstairs rooms yeah. uh, sitting at tatami tables. And so that was really cool because that was such a different vibe from the more kind of cafeteria e room that you and I were in. Did anyone get additional cabbage? Like, did they come around no. with like tongs? I, offering? None of us okay. could manage to like to even make a dent in what cabbage we were given. Yeah, I'm like a bad food show host because like I never have room for seconds of pretty much anything anymore. I know you're, you're supposed to be like David Chang, and I'm you're supposed, supposed to, to go like David puke Chang. in the alleyway and then go eat some more. Yeah, I should try that. Yeah. Does it have to be an alleyway or like? I think it's usually an alleyway okay. is, is what I remember reading in Lucky Peach. Yeah, they do have a lot of alleyways in Japan, but like Japan, the streets are so clean for the most part. I feel like yeah. I would need to like clean up my own puke yeah, before and, going back. And since there are not a lot of public trash cans on the streets there, you would definitely need to like bring your own barf bag. That's true. Okay. Wow. So, so far this episode is about vomiting and the flu. Uh-huh. And and that is a common, common misconception that there's a, such a thing as a stomach flu. No such thing. Uh, oh really? Yeah, what's what was called stomach flu is, is uh, usually viral gastroenteritis, mm. uh, and that causes uh, gastrointestinal symptoms and fever, but not cough. Oh. Whereas the flu, you always get a cough, pretty much. <laughs> okay. 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 This is great. So all right. Okay. So, cool. Uh, so what about your memory lane? Okay. So I definitely had the flu sometimes when I was a kid. <laughs> Um, it, it was terrible. Matthew, like you just lying Matthew. in bed all day. Well, actually, no, it was great because you could just watch cartoon, cartoons all day. Okay. So anyway, what about your tonkatsu memory lane? <laughs> I don't know when I first had tonkatsu. Like I know I knew it was a thing the first time I went to Japan and I think had already had it maybe at a Japanese restaurant in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's definitely become one of my favorite Japanese comfort foods. It, uh, there is nothing to not like about it. Yeah. And the first time I went to Japan with my family in 2012, like that was one of the first meals we had was at my sen. Oh, really? Um, and we, we met up with some from friends from the U.S. who happened to be in Tokyo at the same time. And we got one of those upstairs rooms at my sen. It was great. Awesome. Um, well, let's talk about what what this is. OK, so tonkatsu, ton is, is a is a way of saying pork in Japanese. And katsu is short for katsuretsu, which is uh, cutlet. OK, so it is a pork cutlet. And it is breaded and fried with like a three-part breading, which I know we've talked about on the show before, maybe oh, on the panko episode. I don't remember. Would you talk about it again? Okay. So three-part breading. I sound way too excited about is this. Is it like and a also, split level breading? It's like a split level bread. <laughs> it's like a Cape Cod or Cape Cod. No, Cape Codder is a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, but there's a Cape Cod yes, style no, no, house, Yes, no, I think the right? house I grew up in in Portland was a Cape Cod style house, but I don't know what that means. Okay, I grew up in like a like a ranch, and now mm-hmm. split level ranch. And now I live in a raised ranch. Oh, I, I never heard of that. Well, you ent- you enter on the second floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You do enter on the second did, floor, and then yeah. and then you then if you want, you can descend into the lo- red carpeted love dungeon. And <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't want to. Well, and so because you enter on the second floor, and nobody ever goes down 
down to the red carpeted love dungeon I do. At, at my house. Uh, it makes it seem like the red carpeted love dungeon is the basement, but it's totally above ground. You are in a raised ranch. I'm I'm, I'm really I'm sorry to hear that no one goes down to the red carpeted <laughs> love dungeon at your house. We need to talk about this off mic. <laughs> okay. I have some ideas. Okay. Okay. So uh, we were talking about tonkatsu. That's right. Right. So three three level breading. I mean, um, three right. three part breading. Okay. Three part breading. It's it's a breading of three acts. Act one, oh you dredge the meat in flour, and that's to is to make the egg, which is step two, stick to it. So you you dredge it in flour and you and you shake off the flour. So it's got a very thin Wait, coating this, of flour. This is what I do when I make chicken cutlets. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not oh, it's not at normal. all like strictly a Japanese thing. Oh okay. okay. Um and and tonkatsu like is considered a Western style dish in Japan. Oh okay. Um, okay. And we'll we'll get to that in in significantly more detail, I think. So um, you so you dredge it in flour. Yes, you dredge it in flour. Then you dip it in beaten egg, and you let that drip off. And then you bread it with panko, pretty pretty thickly. Mm, okay, okay. And then you fry it. Awesome. And it's uh, it's usually deep fried. I mean, at a restaurant, it's always going to be deep fried. But for making it at home, you can shallow fry, and that works great, and uses much less oil, and is much easier to clean up. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, tell me more. Okay. Where, did, where did this come from? Like, so, has it been around for okay. a while? So there is this restaurant in Japan that I, you know what, I need to, I should look up whether it still exists. I can't remember. Um, but it was considered like the first Yoshoku restaurant, which was like Japanese style Western foods restaurant. So things like, like beef stew and tonkatsu and other fried things and uh, like uh, uh, spaghetti napolitan, which is uh, spaghetti mm-hmm. with like a ketchup-based tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my absolute least favorite things you can eat in Japan. <laughs> um, and uh, the place was called Rengate, which is like brick house. And uh, it uh, it was in Ginza and opened in 1899. And it claims to be the inventor of tonkatsu and ebi furai and like a bunch of these of others of these yoshoku dishes. It's like... It's that, too good to be true. Yeah, that I seems think. greedy of yes. them. I feel like they should share some of the like I- innovation yeah. status with other people. So any when you when you bread something this way in Japanese cuisine, it's called a furai dish, just like fry. Okay, um, you know something that's that's breaded and you know with panko and deep fried. And if it's like uh, like a horse mackerel, that's aji furai. If it's if it's uh, shrimp, that's ebi furai. But if it's pork, that's tonkatsu. But it's exactly the same. Procedure And because, okay, so for instance, uh, let's talk about how this differs from tempura. Mm-hmm. Tempura is not panko breaded. Right. It's dipped in a batter. Right. And that's, and that's just a right? one step dip. And that is not considered, that is not considered yoshuku, right? No. So tempura originated much earlier because panko is kind of an industrial process. That makes sense. Um, and so, so like panko breaded things date from like the late nineteenth century. Okay. But tempura dates from I think the seventeenth century and came from Portugal. Very cool. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, have we done a tempura episode? I don't think we have. I, it's it's you know tonkatsu and other furai dishes are very easy to to make at home and like have it be successful on the first try. That is less true of tempura. It's something that takes practice, but is worth doing. The the batter is is kind of temperamental or needs the batter to be is kind super of temperamental. fresh or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, because like if it sits around, like it, it the glute, more and more gluten forms and the and the mm. coating gets tough. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hold on, let's talk about cuts of meat. Let's because, talk about cuts of meat because, uh, because it's our weekly segment. 
<laughs> so our weekly segments are let's talk about cuts, cuts of, of meat, meat and what have, what we, have learned? we learned don't forget memory lane okay and our uh, uh i don't know what else <sighs> there was there was uh animal journalism <laughs> Right? That's right. Um, That's right. Yes. Okay. okay, so let's talk about cuts of meat. Last week it was rump roast. <laughs> and this week uh, it's the cuts used for tonkatsu. So I had to like try and uh, and do some research on this, like to a lot of Japanese Googling. And I'm still not 100% sure that the, that the way the cuts are labeled in Japan is the same as what we call them in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But here's what I think. So whenever you go to a tonkatsu restaurant, you will get a choice of rosu katsu or hide katsu. Mm-hmm. And rosu, it means roast. Hide is filet. Mm-hmm. And so... All you can say in, for sure is rosa will be fattier and hide will be in leaner. In fact, when I heard them say the latter at mm-hmm. Maisen, I thought they were saying filet. Yeah, the, the sound in, in Japanese yeah. like it's somewhere between H and F in, yeah. in uh, English. Yeah, when we went, uh, June ordered the rosu and mm-hmm. uh, the rest of us all had the hide. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I know that the rosu is classic. They're both good. It's not like one is is automatically better than the other by any means. Yeah. Yeah. So rosu is usually a shoulder steak or a rib chop. So so something from like the the shoulder to rib area. Mm-hmm. And then the hide is usually tenderloin. Right. And it's kind of like little medallions. Yes, because it's a smaller cut. Right. Okay. And so when you've made tonkatsu in the tonkatsu in the states, what have you used? I usually use boneless loin or rib chops and pound them a little bit with a meat pounder. Okay. Okay. Do you ever pound things with a meat pounder? I don't have a meat pounder. It's but so satisfying. I have pounded things with my... I know you've pounded things. I have pounded things with my uh, like citrus squeezer. Okay, yeah. Because it's kind of heavy, but you know it does have a round bottom, so okay. I get this like weirdly like uh, hammered tin <laughs> texture. <laughs> um, like, like, do you remember the... Have we talked about the hand-hammered walk infomercial? No. This was a thing from when I was a kid. <clears throat> there was this... Did you watch infomercials when you were a kid? You could or not like, avoid them when, right, right, when okay. we were kids. Right. So, so like, you stay up late. We, we didn't have cable. Like, um, Were you staying for, up late to watch, like, Alternative Nation or I was staying up late to, to watch uh, Alternative Nation. Yeah, 120 minutes. Absolutely. Always Sunday night, I think. I can't remember. Um, Headbangers then, Ball? Headbangers Ball, yes. Huh? Later, later, we did get cable, and I would stay up and watch like Cinemax. Wait, all those things are on cable. Oh yeah, okay. No, that's later. We got we got premium cable, right? Oh. We had basic cable. Uh, and Cinemax was the one that always had like softcore porn. Exactly. On it, right. Like in retrospect, very softcore. I uh, we never had Cinemax, therefore I never got to watch softcore porn. It's as, not too as late. a teenager. It's I mean, it's too too late to watch it as I a teenager. Really, I I I struggle with porn. Really? Yeah, because I this don't. Just got, I feel like this just got extremely serious. <laughs> uh, well, because here's the thing. Because so, you're not really into it? Well, no, here's the thing. So there's there's porn with a narrative and there's porn without a mm-hmm. narrative. All right. Porn with sure. a narrative, I, I think, is god awful. Like, sure. I, I, I've even tried like queer porn with a narrative. Yeah. And it just, I, I can hardly. I can hardly talk. I often have a hard time watching good acting. Uh, Yeah. No, it's brutal. Um, And then porn without a narrative, I just find, um, I feel like, somehow I just feel like I I have not yet identified them 
like I've not yet identified porn that I felt was for me. So here's something I thought was kind of interesting. I think we talked about this when I was in Japan. I can't remember. I know I talked about it with wife of the show, Lori. We, you and I and Ash at different times all went to the manga cafe near where we were staying. Yes. Because like Ash needed to do some some uh, like video uh, counseling sessions. Yes. Uh, because that's their job. Yes. Um, and needed like a place with uh, with like some privacy and good internet access. And there's a 24 hour manga cafe, which is like a cafe where you can read comics or watch videos and like because it's like a place where like lots of dudes hang out there there's it's like open 24 hours. it's open 24 hours and apparently and, and like i went and i went there like when i you know woke up at five o'clock and just wanted someplace to like catch up on email and stuff but like near the drink machine at the manga cafe and i think this is really typical for manga cafes there's a section of of porno max okay um and like of course like uh, while i'm waiting for my coffee to brew like i'm gonna check out what's on the on the porno mag shelf and it, and seemed was it like all japanese porn it was and yeah. it seemed like there were two different styles we're, okay. This is getting back to what you were talking about. Uh, narrative and not narrative? <laughs> Essentially, yes. Okay. So there was one that was like like the uh, hardcore, just like you open it up and like, wham, they're fucking. Okay. And, and I found this not very interesting. Okay. And then there was a kind that was extremely softcore in the sense that it's like, you're, you're like following like the girl next door through her like daily routine and like she'll be in her underwear at some point, but like no nudity even at all at any point. Uh-huh. And like I'm like I kept turning the pages you're on like, as well. When's like, when like, she going to change her clothes? When's she going to take no, it no, all Yeah, off? but I was like, I think I think I could be into this kind. Yeah. Yeah. OK, I, so. Well, that's really good to know. It was it was interesting. That, I feel like I learned things about myself. Well, you know, so I, I think the queer porn, I'm sure I know we have many listeners who know way more about this than I do. But in sure. my 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 scant explorations, you know, either it's definitely geared toward like straight dudes. Sure. Or it's like so queer, like. Right. Like super queer. Um, you know, like, let's see, like all the different fetishes we can throw right. in here. And I'm kind of looking for something in, in the between? middle. Yeah. I bet that exists. I'm sure it exists. And I'm sure that all of our listeners are rolling their eyes Contact at me right now at being like Molly Podcast.com. What is what is like the medium place of queer porn that Molly should be, should check out? Yeah. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We were talking about cuts of meat. It, it was our it's our weekly cuts of meat 
<laughs> segment, <laughs> which is related to our porn sure. segment now. So okay, so there's the fattier Rosu or the or the leaner Hide. They're mm-hmm. both great. Whatever okay. you're in the mood for. Okay. So Matthew, do you ever do tonkatsu at home? I do pretty often. Okay. And do you do the full like rice shredded cabbage treatment? Do you dress up and come around with a bowl of more shredded cabbage <laughs> to offer to uh, Watsal and uh, Tatsi? Um, I do. Um, well, I don't dress up necessarily, <laughs> but <laughs> but I do make extra shredded cabbage. I usually shred it on the mandolin, so it's really like thin and fluffy. Does anybody manage to eat extra shredded cabbage? Not really. Sometimes I do. Okay. Like because I because I start with a smaller serving for myself at home. Oh, and the the rosukatsu that's usually served cut into strips because it's like a, a you know mm-hmm. pork chop sized cut. Yes. Um, and then it's cut into kind of thick strips. Yes. Um, and So you uh, can pick them up with chopsticks. Yeah, I love that they cut it for you. Yes, me too. Uh, tell me about katsu sauce. Is it something that one buys or one makes? Um, it is something that one buys. Like, you definitely can't, like, if you get a Japanese cookbook, there will often be a, a recipe for it. I think, like, the number of times someone has made it at home is, like, five. Is it kind of like making ketchup? I think, yeah, it totally is because okay. it's, it is kind of inherently a commercial sauce. It's not, it's not something that was developed from something that people used to make at home. It's something that originated as a commercial and restaurant sauce, I okay. think. Okay. Um, and, you know, the commercial one, the most popular brand is Bulldog, and it's made with, uh, like, lots of different dried fruits and, like, uh, Worcestershire sauce mm-hmm. and, like— uh, It definitely has a worcestershire yes. thing going and it's, on. Uh, oh, I learned uh, when I was researching for this episode um, that uh, per Japanese law, um, like, uh, you know, Japanese food standards— mm-hmm. uh, Katsu sauce is a viscous sauce with a viscosity of over t- of over 2.0 pascal seconds. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm guessing that it's something like the amount of time it takes for it to like roll a certain right. amount yep. at a, at held at a certain angle. Yeah, I have some in the fridge. Like we can we can like dispense some. It's really like thick. It's start kind of starchy, thickened. I think. Huh. Um, what I also loved, um, but didn't try, but I loved the look of it was. Uh, I saw both in our neighborhood grocery store, Life, as well Mm -hmm. as in Combini or or convenience stores, where they had packaged sandwiches. They always had um, a tonkatsu sandwich. And you could, you know, it was adorable. It's like on this like crustless bread and uh, usually cut into... Small squares, yeah, squares or rectangles, yeah, and with cabbage in there and the katsu sauce, right? Yes, on white bread. Yeah, sometimes cabbage, sometimes not. And what is it like having um, a a katsu sandwich? Because you know, like at my sen, when they bring you the tonkatsu, it is on like a perfectly sized, tiny little wire rack. Yes. Yes. It's on a we tiny, tiny little wire rack so that it's held up off the plate and won't get soggy before you right. finish eating it. However, a katsu sandwich is like uh, sandwiched between two pieces of bread in a refrigerator. Like, what's it like? Okay, so I know we've talked about this on the show before, that, that in Japan, in America, we love crispy things. Like, if we're going to have, like, the pork cutlet, it's got to be as crispy as po- as possible, right? Or, like, you know, the, the American equivalent of the katsu Sando, I think, is the, you know, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, okay. Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Like, it's got to be a crispy cutlet, right? Okay. In Japan, there is equal 
appreciation, if not maybe more appreciation for the second one, for the crispy one that's like just fried and is like, you know, perfectly, you know, like greaselessly deep fried and like every bite is crunchy. And the later, like, soggy version that's been put into a sauce. I'm, or... I'm thinking of when um, when I have ordered, like, a bowl of udon or a bowl of soba uh, soup in broth with tempura. And yep. when they, if you order, like, shrimp tempura with uh, soba, you know, they bring you your two pieces of shrimp, like, sitting in mm-hmm. the broth that the soba is in. And no matter how quick you are, by the time you fish it out, it is, like, super yeah. sogged, falling apart, and I was really struggling. So I I will pr- would predict that if you continued ordering and eating this sort of thing, your experience will be the same as mine, which is that at first I'm like, I don't get this. Like, why wouldn't they serve this on the side so it stays crispy? And then, like, kind of... S- suddenly snuck up on me like oh like suddenly i get this i like it this way i like how it soaks up so much of the broth and it's like kind of like greasy and has like a a spongy texture like i'm not describing it very well no no i get it i mean it is totally it took me a while though it's totally a textural thing and Mm -hmm. i think about how in you know in in asian cuisines there is much more of an appreciation than in like uh, you know american cuisine for like chewy and slippery textures so like this Ingredients totally makes sense. that don't really have any flavor and are there just because people like the texture. Yeah. That's a, that's a big thing in Japanese yeah. food and lots of East Asian food. Okay. Well, um, we'll just have to go back to Tokyo or uh, we'll do a tempura yeah. episode Having and I will just that, keep eating tempura to like experience this transformation. I don't, I think, I think it, even if like that's not a texture you grew up with, I think, I don't think a katsu sando is as challenging as like a tempura soba. Because oh, I, because I it's like, you know, it's like any number of cold leftover meat sandwiches that you have enjoyed. Right. Like cold fried chicken right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. OK, so tonkatsu is served on top of plenty of other things, right? Yeah. Not just with rice. So I love a katsudon, which is uh, a tonkatsu on a bowl of rice with egg sauce usually. So that's a sauce made with um, soy sauce, mirin, uh, dashi, and like really lightly cooked egg like like egg that's been kind of scrambled into the sauce is it kind of like a coddled egg um no because you... the, the the egg is like distributed throughout the sauce oh, kind okay of. okay that is delicious and, and it, that's on udon you said uh, on rice oh on rice sorry mm-hmm. okay what is katsudon uh that is katsudon so it's it's uh katsu oh, on rice don't so, right. don't do, do for donburi which is a bowl of rice oh, okay right for some reason i was reading it as Katsu uh, udon, right, 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 which is completely no, different no, that from katsu is udon. udon eaten by a cat. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, what is misokatsu? You wrote it here okay. on the misokatsu. Misokatsu is a Nagoya dish, um, okay. and it is a tonkatsu served with a a thick, rich, sweet miso sauce on top instead of tonkatsu sauce. I think I would like to try that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had it. Actually, it looks really good. Um, and where is Nagoya? Uh, Nagoya is, is like kind of in the middle of Honshu, the big island okay. of Japan. It's where the Japanese auto industry is. Ah. Um, and Let's... it's it's considered kind of like a uh, like a dull corporate town with really good food. Oh, I'd like to go there. I, I would like to go that there, too. That sounds like your yeah. ideal place it to really be. It really does. <laughs> Um, okay, go on. Uh, what? Anything else we should know about? Um, oh, katsu curry. So 
Uh, twice on this most recent trip, I went to uh, Coco Ichiban, the uh, the curry chain, okay. um, which is a fantastic chain restaurant. What and does Ichiban mean? Number one. Like okay. The best. Okay. It's actually Coco Ichibanya, so like number one curry house. Okay. Uh, and uh, the basic dish there is is curry rice, so it's like a plate with rice and uh, like very saucy uh, curry mm-hmm. uh, that you eat with a spoon. And then there are many many toppings to choose from, but the most popular, I'm sure, is uh, is tonkatsu, and it's like you know fried to order, and it's great. Awesome. And they just kind of stick it on top of your your curry and rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the katsu, crispy katsu coating with the curry with the curry sauce, excellent. So cool. Um, there's another um, like saucy katsu dish that I have not tried, but looks really good called tade katsu, which is uh, from Niigata in northern Honshu, like north central. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh, katsu that's been cooked and then dipped in. So, sort of like the sauce that that tempura is dipped in, so like like a uh, like a soy sauce and mirin based dipping sauce, and mm-hmm. then usually served on top of rice. Also sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like I mentioned, I do make tonkatsu at home, mm-hmm. and when I make it at home, I will shallow fry it mm-hmm. um, because I hate having to dispose of deep fry oil. Tell me what you do with your deep fry oil. I mean, or, uh, first or of all, what you do with your fry oil? I, I try to avoid generating it, but then I, you but know, shallow I, fry oil. I, I wait for it to cool, and then I, I decant it into a Ziploc bag and put it in the trash. That's what I usually do yeah. too. But I always feel like, Ugh. yeah, like there's so many things could go wrong here. Like aside from the fact that it feels wasteful, like what if that bag explodes and. Like, well, yeah. things will never be the same. No, things would never be the same. It's, right. You know, it's like if you spill milk in your car. It's exactly like if you spill milk in your car or spill katsu sauce all over yourself in some sort of... You'll never be the right. same. Talk about a life change. Okay, let's talk about a life change. Molly's new book, <laughs> The Fixed Stars, is available for pre-order now. It'll be out in May, right? I know. I was realizing last night it'll be out in less than four months, which I know still sounds like... A ridiculously a, I, long amount of time. I fucking hate how long it takes for books to but come out. It takes I forever. Think you should finish the book. The editor's like, this looks pretty good. We're going to publish it on Monday. Yeah. I think that's how it, the world should work. It takes so long. And right now we're in this like weird stage, too, where I finished the second proofs mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for the third proofs, which are going. The, I don't remember getting third proofs with previous books, but I'm going to get some third proofs here. And then it's going to go to the printer, I think, in March. And then we'll finally have copies in April, but it'll be available in May. Such okay. a long slog. Yeah, that that is slog-orific. Yeah, I, I would prefer to be slogging through katsu sauce. All right, so what have we learned? We've learned about cuts of, of meat. We've learned about cuts of meat. We've learned about uh, cuts of porno mag. Mm-hmm. We've learned about manga cafes. Mm-hmm. We learned about... About um, viscosity, we should learn. You should start like this. This restaurant Rengate that that claims to have invented like seven different classic Japanese dishes. Like, if you're starting a restaurant now, which I know people oh, do yeah. every day, even though I don't know why, you should claim to have invented a bunch of famous dishes and just see if you can get away with it. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when Brandon was opening Dino's and one of the things he had stenciled on the window before right. they even opened was world famous garlic knots, <laughs> which kind of delighted me. It's pretty great. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, um, you can find us. You've already found us on uh, CastBox, on Stitcher, on uh, Help Me. Yeah. Uh, Apple Podcasts. iTunes. Google Podcasts. iTunes gone. No longer exists. 
iTunes doesn't exist anymore? Nope. Oh. <laughs> but it, but we are still available on Apple Podcasts, oh. hopefully, because like we recently had to make some changes to our website, and I'm uh, worried that we're, we will have broken everything by the time you hear this. But if you're hearing this, probably everything's okay. Anyway, you can also find us online at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast, uh-huh. which I think is probably the best way to reach out to us. Yeah. I mean, you, you can say? also, you can also like email us directly um, with those erotica recommendations. Sure. <laughs> at sure. contact at spilled milk podcast.com. Um, and let's see here. Uh, our producer, our long suffering, hardworking producer is Abby Circatella. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything else? Instagram at spilled milk podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. We said we were going to post some stuff in Japan. I don't think we I did. Don't think we did maybe it's not too late maybe um, later Graham you know soon we're going to be having our annual corporate retreat so we'll try to do better <laughs> okay. just at everything at everything that, but there, also at posting it's a new it's a new year it's new new year new us yeah we're gonna we're gonna find the the porn that's just right for us <laughs> we're gonna I now that we're 10 years old read more books did you know that our show is 10 years old Matthew <laughs> I, I didn't like how that sounded. But, I know, but I know, yes, I'm that's sorry. true. Yeah, happy happy tenth anniversary to us again. Yeah, we'll okay. be we'll be milking this one for a while. Yeah, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's here to replenish your cabbage. Uh, I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Okay. Okay. Thanks, everybody. So what were we talking about? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.